This is the Forex Q&A podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a Forex trading-related question and it's on your mind, don't ask me. I'm not going to reply back. What you need to do instead is go to No Nonsense Forex on YouTube and search the videos. It's probably there. Um, if for some reason it is not, you can go to the No Nonsense Forex Discord forum. Link will be provided down below in the show notes and in the YouTube description. So I put out a video last Thursday called Forex Indicators, and I'm glad I did it, even though it was more or less just a review of everything we have talked about on the channel up until now in regards to trading with indicators in the Forex market. I think a lot of those things needed to be said. I think it's a good first video for people to watch when they're starting that playlist because it just allows them to keep some really core principles in mind. Um, so I thought it was a good idea. Got a lot of views. Um, lately, I've been kind of drilling down into more niche type things, uh, which does make your view count go down. But a lot of these videos are made and the response can be really interesting sometimes. Uh, some positive, some negative, like for the crypto video. Had a lot of positive stuff on there. Um, somebody corrected me on Zcash, which was really helpful. You know, I almost went in on Zcash, and now I'm not going to because the crypto peeps were right there when I needed them. Uh, but on the downside, my spam almost doubled overnight. Um, if you guys don't know, that's because I'm doing a really good job of monitoring the spam that my channel gets, and it gets a lot and anything crypto-related is just going to invite that much more. YouTube catches a little under half of it, I would probably say. Um, the rest of it, I have to actually manually go in and stop. Um, a lot of Forex trading channels don't do this. Uh, a lot of Forex trading channels do not care about the user experience the way I do. My blog is one of the only blogs on Earth which doesn't have display ads and pop-ups and all that nonsense. And sometimes spam on YouTube is a part-time job in and of itself, especially if you don't get to it right away, because some of these shitheads are prolific. They will put their little line of spam every single place they possibly can, and if you let that stuff slide for a couple days, all of a sudden, you have 800 pieces of spam you have to go in and delete. And if YouTube doesn't catches it, you can't just hit a box and select all because that will also mean there's a chance of your comment being flagged as spam as well, which is what we don't want to happen. So no regrets on the crypto video. Very glad I made it. Uh, but it's always interesting to see what comes about from some of these videos. And with the Forex indicators video, it was uh, much of a flashback to back when I first started the channel, especially when I started talking about indicators. We got a lot of great feedback, but guess what else we got? And this, this does make sense, okay? I make a 50-minute video with, in big letters on the thumbnail, Forex Indicators. The title said Forex Indicators, and I don't give you one Forex Indicator in the entire video. So the instant gratification monkeys were pissed, and they were not the only ones who were upset. Um, I had a, a section in that video said that talked about killing your sacred cows. And in that section, it was important. I'm like, guys, look, don't wrap your identity around these indicators. That's a very silly thing to do because then you're going to take offense every time I say something bad about the indicator because you're going to take it personally. And that's a very boneheaded thing to do because there's no law out there that says you must speak positively about these tools. 
You would think there was a law out there somewhere, but there's not. Uh, if you want to say these tools are not the way to go and you want to prove your case, you are allowed to do this. But nonetheless, the instant gratification folks and the trigger folks all chimed in. And this video ends up getting more negative comments than most of my videos do, which I expected. Here's the point. Lately, I have been noticing a lot of people who are fans of the channel and who have watched most of my videos coming in and saying negative things back to these people. Now, I have addressed this before in a podcast, in a previous podcast episode. And if you don't remember what I said, I said there's really no reason whatsoever to go in and do this. Nothing we do here or the ideas we have about trading need to be defended. People either like them or they don't. And if they don't and they don't want to participate and they don't want to put in the work, well, then chances are they're just going to keep floating out there in outer space and any direction they ever do get is going to be the wrong direction. You know, when it comes to trading, that is an absolute death sentence. You know, they already got it bad enough. There is no reason whatsoever to pile on. Uh, you rarely see me do it. I will go in and respond negatively once in a blue moon um, just to let everybody who might also think this way know how there is heavy fault in this logic. But I only do it once in a while, then I'm done. Um, what you will see me do more often if I do respond to this is respond with something that I think is funny. Or I might just respond to them honestly, and they might respond back saying, hey, that makes sense. Thanks for the reply. You know, it doesn't need to be hostile. The last thing I ever want my comment section to become is a place where you have that back-and-forth petty nonsense. Do your best to avoid it because we don't need defending. We do our thing. Everybody else does their thing. And you know, whoever comes out the winner in the end comes out the winner in the end. No pissing match required. You know, being in Las Vegas for 14 years and being in hospitality for a long time, too, in Las Vegas, you meet a lot of security. Uh, casino security, bouncers, private security, you know, people from all walks of life that could all crush your skull. But if you talk to them, they will all tell you the exact same thing about getting into a fight. Once you have gotten into a fight, you have officially already lost. Now it's just a matter of how bad are you going to lose. And as somebody who used to get into a lot of fights when he was younger, hearing things like that really did resonate with me. And I listened, and I came out a lot better for it. And so I figured while we're on the topic, I would share that with you too. Even though it is kind of common sense, isn't it? It is the Forex Q&A podcast, and uh, episode, what, 77? Where are we? Uh, for those who are brand new to the channel and found us through the Forex Indicators video, yes, I do have a podcast. Yes, you are listening to it right now. Uh, podcasts are audio. Videos are video. <laughs> Some people actually don't know that, especially if they're from a country where podcasts are generally new. Uh, I'll get comments like, oh, I loved your podcast on the ATR. I was like, oh, that was a video. Uh, but I thought what we would do is take a quick look back on 2019. It is December 22nd, 2019, as I record this, and then take a little bit of look into 2020 and try to have an idea, at least a general idea, a general plan, some type of New Year's resolution on how we should position ourselves for the year ahead. You have to be a bit careful when you do this. We'll talk about it. But first, 2019 for you was hopefully filled with a lot of excitement as uh, an up-and-coming Forex trader, you know, learning all the new things you learned from the channel and applying it and testing things and building a community, finding things that worked, finding systems that work. I mean, that is, uh, you cannot put 
a price on those emotions you feel during the initial discovery phase of whatever it is you want to do in life. And I can only hope this channel was a part of that process in some way. Um, but for somebody who has already done all that and who has been a professional prop trader for years now, let me just tell you, 2019 can kiss my ass. I said it before, traders, uh, when you rely on this as a source of income, uh, you have to be ready for the inconsistencies. And this whole year was one big, consistent pile of crap. And not only does the volatility just completely dry up in our market, but you have to deal with the Trump tweets, um, all little political ding-dong things that people would overreact to, the economy just slowly getting better and better, which is the exact combination of what we do not want as Forex traders, left a lot of us with some self-doubt going forward. Is this just how it's going to be from now on? Should I adjust my trading to better get ready for what is sure to be the new normal now? Uh, well, from where I sit, the answer to all those things is no. Things are cyclical. Um, you just probably, I mean, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I bet most of you don't have the amount of experience that I have in this market to where you can actually take a step back and say, okay, things are cyclical. And just like everything else we've seen in the market, this too shall pass. You know, when you've only been in the Forex game for about a year and a half, you know, your ability to zoom out only really goes to that year and a half. It really can't go much further than that. Uh, it could and it should, but it rarely ever does. But as much as I did not like 2019 overall, I am not making any adjustments because as hard as it is to do sometimes when you've gone a whole year of just not getting the gains you're used to getting, I know that long-term, we're going to be fine. And long-term, especially for a lot of you, this might be a really good thing. First off, some of you guys, at least in your testing phases, were getting incredible gains during this time, which tells me one of two things. Either one, you really have something great that's going to do even better once the market starts trending really hard again. Or two, <laughs> it's not a good thing because you have something that only does well in dead markets. Uh, we will see, I guess. But you really need to be able to test it in both environments, especially from a forward testing standpoint. If all of your forward testing has been done in like the last six months, I don't know if you really had the best sample size you could have had. And maybe, as much as you're not going to want to, maybe you need to go a bit longer on it. Because when you start trading in real life, the market is not always going to be dead, and it's not always going to be going crazy. You know, it's going to be doing both. And so your forward testing has to mimic that. Or else, why are you even doing it? But it's all irrelevant now, because 2020 is on its way, and it is most likely going to be a lot different than 2019. Now, I don't want to make a forecast, because making a forecast and making projections is a really bad idea as a Forex trader. Um, I have mentioned this briefly before. I will touch on it in a future video, a very near future video. So instead, let's set ourselves up for the upcoming year, regardless of what that year actually looks like. It could be just a continuation of this year. Um, it's possible. But with it being an election year and with it being another year which we have not had a recession, uh, the 2010s will be the first decade to which we have never had one before. 
Uh, we are that much closer to the everything bubble popping. Um, I would, if I had to make a prediction, I would say that 2020 is going to look a lot different than 2019 does. And if there is turmoil in the markets, this is what Forex traders want. Yes, we want a recession. They are bad for some people in the short term, but they are absolutely necessary in the long term. Recessions are not bad things. They're bad at the time. And they are only bad for the people who are not ready for them. So what we try to do here, especially in the latter part of 2019, is get you well positioned to not only be safe from a recession, but to possibly profit off of it. Because it doesn't make you a bad person. If you know it's coming anyway, and there's nothing you can do to prevent it, you know, why would you at least not try to make money off of it? You're not hurting anybody. You investing in precious metals is not going to harm other people when the recession hits. This is just you being smart. This is you doing what rich people do and avoiding what poor people do. And even when I was dead flat broke, I still always had this mentality. I'm like, well, it's only going to get worse if I have the poor people mindset. So I might as well, even though I don't have a lot of money to do anything about it, start thinking like rich people do. And that's exactly how I got out of the hole I dug myself in. I don't live and die on my Forex performance, thankfully, because years like this happened to where I would have probably done okay. I would have paid the bills, but there probably would not have been much left for anything else. And this is why episodes 66 through 68 of the podcast were so important, because it shows how you, taking what you've already learned on this channel, can go out and add other layers on to what you already know how to do. I didn't make as much money in Forex this year, but I did still do pretty well in metals. I had a little bit of drop-off in metals, but trading precious metals on the ETF market turned out to be really nice and gave me a nice little extra cushion, as did some of my other businesses, as did the channel. Now, even though all of these things took me a while to build, I'm really glad I took the time to do it. And I wanted to make sure that through 2019, I put all of this out there for you so you could choose your own path and take the things you already know and add those extra layers on for yourself. Because what if we do get that turmoil in 2020 and the turmoil is like crazy bad and the Forex market starts going nuts and you start doing really well and your precious metals ETFs do really well and your new business of selling dehydrated food to people who want to live in bunkers takes off. Uh, but all of those things end up paying you in United States dollars and the dollar crashes in the process. Now what? So I guess the main point really is to pull from both ends. You know, get really good at one or two things. But even if you don't have a lot of money on you right now, start that whole process of spreading yourself out and making sure you are as bulletproof and immune as possible to anything the world might throw at you. Because I'm not really one of those people who preaches doom and gloom and some weird dystopian future. But I do understand the peace of mind of always being okay no matter what. If the economy in 2020 is amazing, you are probably going to be just fine. If the economy completely falls apart in 2020, like in a really, really bad way, I want you to still be fine. This is another tool of the rich.
spread yourself out enough to the point that no matter what the situation is, you can only lose so much. And that so much is often very little if you do it right, while still leaving yourself with a tremendous potential upside, just like the way we manage our trades. See how this works? I don't want you to spend all 100% of your time dedicated to becoming an amazing Forex trader in 2020, only to possibly have the ground fall from beneath your feet, and you end up being screwed just like everybody else. I want you to map it out now, because if you don't have a plan and you don't stick to it, you officially have nothing. Map it out. How are you going to spread yourself out in 2020, and what is it going to look like? This is very hard to do on the fly. So map it out now and decide how you're going to allocate the money to these spots. And then time-wise, how are you going to dedicate your time to getting better and better at the things you are already getting really good at? To me, this is the only way. Because look, you know, the reason I didn't really make any kind of predictions for 2020 is because I don't know, you don't know, and nobody else out there knows either. But if you take the right steps and you do them now, crazy as this sounds, it's not even going to matter what happens in 2020 because you're going to be good to go. And you cannot put a price on that level of confidence going forward. Peace of mind like that is priceless. Being able to not care at all about world events which you cannot control because no matter what happens, you're still going to be fine. Absolutely priceless. Let all these other people get super worried about what's happening on in the world as their life hangs in the balance over every stupid, inconsequential news event that comes over the wire. Because none of that's going to apply to you, provided you put in the work right now. A lot of people over the holidays are going to do nothing but eat, drink, watch TV, lay on the couch. And I'm going to do some of that. But I'm also going to be testing new indicators. I'm going to be researching ETFs. I'm going to be mapping out my overall 2020. So none of this catches me off guard. I am 100% good to go. And all I actually have to do in the year 2020 is fill in the blanks. Another dead year like 2019, bring it on. A terrible worldwide recession where there's chaos in the streets, bring it on. I am prepared for whatever the year 2020 might bring, and I can only wish the exact same for you. But then again, I put in the work. Do you? Better go get it.